Welcome to episode 36 of the Gold Card Podcast. I guess this is episode 36 take two now, technically, right, guys? <laughs> Thank you, fire trucks outside. Um, fire trucks, but yeah. Yeah, happy holidays to everybody. We're recording this on the 19th of December, Christmas, Passover, Kwanzaa, et cetera, et cetera, like everything. Happy holidays, everyone. Happy New Year, Um, because this will probably be the last episode we do in 2019, unless some crazy things happen. Yeah, probably um, the last. With me tonight, as usual, we have the full crew. We have John George at the Esports Plug. How we doing, everybody? Calvin T at Ruler R. Sama. Hi. Chris Chung at prime time. Evening. Looking swole in that liquid jacket, my friend. <laughs> Just remember what the sizing is. Yeah, you got it. <laughs> so, not too much else. Uh, we, had, we had another uh, news dump of roster uh, rosters, contracts. Um, I don't think there was too much else going on. Uh, did we get an announcement on the LPL teams yet? Because I don't think we did. We're still waiting to hear the next two. We got one of them, right? Some teams have announced, some haven't. It's yeah. mixed yeah. up. So we're going to go through just like we did on the last episode. So we'll call this hot, Holiday Hot Stove Part 2. That'll be the name of the episode. Right? There we go. Uh, and we're just going to go through the news changes. We'll go by region, uh, roster moves, um, anything else, coaching changes, etc. And uh, this will probably be a shorter episode. But um, the game plan is after the new year, we're going to start recording our preseason predictions for each of the regions, how we think they're going to shake out, which rosters we like, which we don't, and basically do a power ranking show for each of the four major regions. Um, That's the game plan for after the new year. But um, we're probably going to keep this one brief and just go through some news articles and, you know, whatever other tangents we want to go on from there for this episode. So um, do we want to start in North America, Europe, China, Korea? Just start right in NA. Right, we'll go right, right to at America. home in North America. North America. So, Poe Belter, I don't think he announced that he's retiring, but uh, is going to transition to a positional coach for Liquid, which I think is just a rough translation for he's a sub now. You think so? I, I can't I, see I, him play. <laughs> I mean, that's the kind of thing like we like we've seen positional coaches in the past and like if there's like an like an actual like problem like an injury or something like that we see them play but uh this feels like he's like an emergency sub I that's like what, that's like what the positional coach role ends up being in professional league for some reason I can't tell if it's that or if this is a big brain move cuz I do think in the future it could be a real big brain move to have specific analysts that analyze only a specific matchup yeah. and then can go to your player and you know a positional coach the same way they have them in other sports. Mm-hmm. I do think that that could be big brain. Yeah, I mean and so whether been or not positional they're... coaches forever it's just a matter yeah. of like how how legit a position is that or is this just like hey we want to pay you to hang out basically. Yeah, that's what I'm know? saying. I think if it's an actual positional coach position it might be big brain. If he's just there to be a backup I'm not really sure it's relevant at all. I don't like. I don't think he's going to end up subbing in unless there's an actual injury of some kind. So, I do think it's kind of like we we rarely see players of this caliber take on this role. They either go to head coach or they just straight retire. Yeah, and like you know, Povalto gets a lot of shit, but honestly, he's like still a really good player. Like he's an excellent player. And we talked uh, toward the end of the year last year about like the mid lane talent in North America and how it was like super stacked. Like who was mm-hmm. the who was like. Name the two worst mid laners in NA last year. Mm. Like at, at the end of the summer. 
I think. Phoenix uh, and Froggen? Phoenix. Froggen. Yeah. Like, that's a pretty high bar, right? Yeah, that's that's tough because every time I start thinking of a team, I'm like, nah, that guy's pretty good. Nah, yeah, like, Froggen's still good. Either. Yeah, I guess, yeah, for 2019 summer, probably Phoenix and Froggen. Yeah, and that's saying something. That's cool. Yeah, it's yeah. So mm-hmm. it's kind of cool that they're gonna just like this is Jensen and Jensen's just gonna be able to do one v ones like test any matchup over and over and over and over and over and over again against someone of his caliber, which is really really good. And uh, yeah. having having a pro player's insight, like a high level pro player's insight on you know mistakes he can make because he, I mean, really he was a, he was a big problem when it got to the international stage. So you could argue he's the one that needs the most help. I know some people think it was like Smithy, but um, I don't know. It, I think, it can't hurt. It's the way I look at it. Yeah. No, I think I think it it may it may, it's either irrelevant or really good. Yeah. So. It's not. A, I don't think it's bad. It's possible for it to be bad. All right. What else? We have a uh, Froggen, Grig, and Aframu to Dignitas. So that will round out that roster to was it Johnson and Hooney, right? So it'll be Hooney. Grig, Froggen, Johnson, and Aframu. Yes. I kind of like this. This lineup reminds me, uh, I think it was 100 Thieves last year. I forget. It Maybe maybe it wasn't 100 Thieves, but there was a lineup in North America that I liked because I was like, this is a bunch of veterans that are probably going to start strong and then fade once the young kids get acquainted with everything. It's I could see either... this happening with this team. I kind of like Johnson a little bit, though. Yeah. Yeah, I think he's, he fits pretty well with the team. Where did we see him before? I know he was a challenger, I think. Yeah, he, he was, he's like a solo key superstar. Yeah. And he played on, was he Academy team? He was, uh, what, TSM Academy, right? Was it TSM Academy? I think so. I don't know. I can't remember. Academy. I don't know. What fun is that, Yeah. So... I hate this roster. I know. I know you do. That's why <laughs> That's why I kind of like threw this out there. I was like, come on, John. He's going to take this. <laughs> One of my least favorite rosters of all time. Because you've taken... There's not Mythi really... it, dude. Come on now. We're going <laughs> to get to him a... later. A really, like, promising young guy in John's son, and you're like, let's put him on a team with Froggen, who demands, like, all the resources and attention for him to be worth, like, worthwhile. I'm not saying he always needs them, but in games where he doesn't get them, he tends not to be very good. Mm -hmm. In games where he gets all the resources, he can be a hard carry for his team. But you're going to put him with with Froggen, and then you're going to put him with Aframu, who you could argue it's a veteran... It's a, a veteran thing, but Aperbu's had problems in his bot lanes, and you're going to put this promising young guy in with these guys, put him in there with Hooney, who also demands all the attention in the world. Like, Johnson's going to get no resources, and I, I just think that not only is your skill on this team not that high, but it's like the worst style clash. you got a, a mid laner that wants all the attention, a top laner that wants all the attention, and an AD carry that probably should be getting all the attention. Yeah. Uh, so... It was TSM Academy, by the way. And it's Greg that's tasked with giving them that. Yeah, attention. that to me, <laughs> that's, that's the issue. my mind, yeah. <laughs> to me, like, to me, a good jungler, I mean, a good jungler can pull pretty much any team together, but, like, right. to me, if they have, like, a league average jungler, then I would kind of like this, but you guys are kind of talking me out of it. I don't know. I still think this could be the team that starts. Would it surprise anyone if this team, like, started off 4-0 and then just lost out or something like that? Like that that's the kind of like a likely. That's the kind scenario. of that's what I'm looking at with this team. Like who did that? Somebody did that in Europe last year. Uh, 
I wouldn't like be summer sure. origin it was like started hot yeah. and then just like fell off a cliff like I wouldn't be surprised to see these guys come out in 2-0 the first week and get a lot of people behind them and then just fall off a cliff. And, and... they're just on auto-fade the rest of the year. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, Jazuke to Evil Geniuses. Yeah. I'm a fan of this move. Yep. <laughs> I'm a huge fan Good of job. this move. Uh, Good job, EZ. Like, I actually like this roster a lot. I, I, it's it's weird. I, I really, really hate the bottom lane a lot. <laughs> who's the who's the best, best mid in North America? I don't mean to put you on the spot because trying to remember everybody at once is Jensen, not easy. But probably still Jensen or Bjergsen still. Oh, Bjergsen! I forgot. I see Bjergsen. I know Jensen. The last our last memory of Jensen was just outplaying was himself on the biggest okay. stage possible. And I've gone over that clip over and over and over and tried to dissect it. I even looked for excuses out of it for him, and there's just not. He he sucked. Like that was. I think there's an argument that Jazuke is the best mid in North America. Uh. I think there's a very real the argument. Thing with Jizu- All right, so we're going to go mm-hmm. on a tangent here for a little bit, and that's fine. I'll follow up your tangent. After so, Jizuke is a weird player because I don't. <laughs> he's more well rounded than people think he is, but he's also not like a fully complete player, if that makes sense. Like, I think the general. Pres- like, if you had a rate out of 10, like his. Mechanical skill, his judgment and or decision making, and then like his, uh, yeah, like and like his decision making or something, right? Like, and then like put an overall on him. I think people think that he's like this super linear, like I always roam player. He's not. Like he's he's. People think he's like a three out of ten in like versatility, and really he's not. He's like an eight out of ten. Like he's very good. He, he can play one three one. He can play big team fighters. His Azir is excellent. Like, he can play assassins. He does everything really, really well. He just has some suspect decision making sometimes, but that's by design, right? And we've talked about this with this team before. Like, I do think that this is eerily this setup that Evil Geniuses has. He was a great addition for this because I think this setup is eerily similar to Vitality, right? Like, it looks like Vitality had a garbage can bot lane, as far as I'm concerned. This yeah, is a yeah. and and you know what bangs one of the best to ever play the position when he was good he's not that anymore maybe he comes out and, and reinvents himself this season that was kind of the theme of last year we had a lot of veterans reinventing themselves but like I'm really down on Zazel I don't think Zazel's that good I, I think you have two bot laners that struggle in laning like badly so this is gonna be all on Sven and Jizuke to like hard carry that bot lane. Which can happen. Like, that's the thing. It's just going to turn into an RNG situation where it's predictable, right? Yeah. So that's my concern for this team. But the top side I love. Like, I'm a huge yeah. fan of this top side of the map. So, And, and I think Sven and Jizuke is going to be a really good combo. So, I said in my video, I think if Bang and Zazel – I said I think Bang and Zazel have a huge, like, range of outcomes that they could come to here. Yeah. They could be one of the worst bot lanes in the league, one of the best bot lanes in the league, and anything in between. And I said in my video that if they're – in the top, like, 50% of bot lanes in the league, I think this is the second-best team in the LCS. I actually – I'd agree with that. I just really think that's not a likely possible. Like, where yeah, would I you think put – So, like, they're the fifth-best bot lane in the league. What would you put, like, the like the percent outcome of that? Like, in the – Like, do you think it's 50-50 that they're a top-half bot lane? I think it's likely that they're in the top five and significantly less likely that they're in the top three. So, like, I think they're likely to come somewhere between, like, 4th and 6th okay. or 4th and 7th, somewhere in there. Yeah. 
don't know. But if they're if they're even like if they're even fourth or fifth, I think this team might be the second best team in the league. I, I think their top half is awesome. Yeah, I do too. I I'm just that really concerns me. But then again, we kind of seen teams can have one severely weakened spot and and play around it well, and that could be the case with this team. I also yeah. I think maybe I'm a little biased right now because I haven't watched NALCS in months, so <laughs> I'm forgetting that. I just saw three North American teams against international competition where they were, like, way outclassed for the most part. Yeah. And I'm thinking, like, oh, yeah, Zazel can't hang with these people, which is actually true. But Zazel can get away with – I don't know. He he had times couldn't hang in that net either. So, like, I don't – Zazel's weird because he he's so bad in lane, but, like, everything else he's fine. And like, he used to be much better in lane, I yeah, think. Like, so you could see a resurgence. I think I always give, like to give somebody a little bit of a shot when they switch yeah, teams. exactly. You never know if they just weren't getting along with their other – like, there's a I pretty mean, good sneaky argument. Sneaky wasn't sneaky, helping. But, no, yeah, yeah, he wasn't helping at all. Yeah, I mean, definitely. That was the, honestly, that's the full problem of that bot lane of C9. But, I mean, you can tell Zazel and Seek were just not clicking. It just, it just happens, you know what yeah, I mean? Maybe Bang and Zazel click. I don't know. Like, yeah, who knows? I mean, yeah, I'd, rather have, I'd rather have Zazel than Afro Moon, to be honest with you. Yeah, yeah, I, I think I'd, I'd rather have Zazel. Yeah, gonna so. have them soon. Uh, yeah, well, I, you, I don't know. We'll you see. Have, you get less worry with Zazel than you do with Afro, right? I don't know what that. I, I guess it's just. I think a lot of it's going to depend on like the state of the game too. Like if it's a lane centric game, then all of a sudden this team becomes a lot worse. Like a lot worse. Like if if we're getting like long drawn out lane phases, this team suddenly I think is like a bottom. They're like a mid table team all of a sudden to me. As I a, think their floor is like fourth or fifth. I think like fifth place is probably their floor. Yeah, for I, I think I, I do. I agree that their floor is probably playoff spot, even in that scenario, because I think like the top half is good enough to overcome that. And, but, and, we, and again, like this is this is why like I don't think Jazuke is as linear as people think. Like in those kind of metas, one three one is typically very very good. Rise is never going to get nerfed to the ground. So as long as Rise is ever a pick and cast it in and. And one three one is a thing. Then Jazuke is going to be good at that, and he's also good at some of the other stuff. That, I, I don't know. Like, I do think their floor is like six, but I think if the game is in that kind of place, then I think their ceiling is very limited because of the bot lane. So, I don't know. It, they could reinvent themselves, but this was—I think this was probably the most interesting move in North America. I think, like, maybe the biggest move, like in this second batch of news. Yeah, it probably is. So, um, Hakuho and Alltech to Immortals. Um, all right, so I, I know people hate Hakuho and Alltech. <laughs> I know they do. But what people need to understand is this is like – they're kind of like the Band-Aid bot lane. Like, the, I don't think they're as good as they used to be, first of all. But there was a period of time where, like, they were just criminally underrated. Like, both of them. Like, and – they're both like metric superstars. Like Altex got like insane damage for gold numbers for his career. Like if you like go through split by split that he's played, he's got like absolutely ridiculous damage for, and he's, it's not skewed by champions either. Like he's just very efficient. Like he's a very efficient player. It, the problem is like his ceiling is just not. He's he's not like an Uzi type. So he's like he's like the guy that's like a uh, in hockey they call it Corsi rating. Like, but he's never gonna put up actual numbers. So it's kind of weird. And Hakuho, I actually think Hakuho is really good. I don't know if you guys think the same thing. I think Hakuho is really good, and he's just been on terrible teams his whole career. 
That's there is an argument to be made that he's always been on terrible teams. The thing but is, this team is this. this, whole, is, this is, I was gonna say, is this another terrible team? Is, yeah, is this, this whole team is just garbage. And if you're gonna take two players to fill your bot lane that have no ceiling, you might as well like that you know don't really have a ceiling. You might as well just take rookies that yeah, may have a ceiling rather than taking some like you know guys that you've already seen don't have a ceiling over the course of years. Yeah, I, I would have literally just plucked two challenger guys on this team and just seen how they did because the rest of the roster is garbage anyway. So they're not going to win anything. I don't know if this if Immortals is coming in thinking that like this is a roster to be competitive, but Immortals yeah. is yet another team that I think is going to start strong and then everyone catches up to them because like they're 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 just going to be a flatline team. I have them and Dignitas as my two worst teams in the league. Really? Yeah. Kind of. I kind of feel 10. like they could. They had the choices. They had more players that they could have tried to pick up, but this is what they came up with. I'm just not understanding the plan behind this. You don't. Yeah, think, there's some. You don't think CLG with like two people unannounced still is in consideration you know, for that? Funny enough, uh, my friend Tim Seven Hughes, if you guys don't follow Tim on on Twitter, go follow Tim Seven Hughes, he's a, a really smart league analyst. Except that he puts CLG in the top four. And I've been beefing with him on Twitter about uh, CLG and his top four teams this year. I just don't see how that's even a, a theoretical possibility. But we gotta have Tim on. At some <laughs> we, point. we should have Tim. I, on. I keep saying that. I gotta get in touch with him. We gotta have Tim on because he seems like a cool dude. And every time me and him never agree on anything. I think he's one of the smartest people in league, and we never agree on anything. Smart so. people that always <laughs> disagree. It's like great, right? Yeah. So CLG has not officially announced the top four jungle yet. Like I haven't even seen any rumors. Like they've been pretty. Well, quiet. Wiggly, they should just be Wiggly and Ruin. It's probably going to be Wiggly and Ruin again, right? <laughs> it has to be right because Wiggly, Wiggly point, in contract. Wiggly was very good. Yeah, I liked Wiggly. I thought he was the best player on that team last year. Uh, yeah. maybe. I think I had CLG sixth or seventh in my rankings. But I mean, they'll be competitive. That team's always. They look annoyingly competitive. If you're going to try to find a team that could finish below, uh, like theoretically could finish below Immortals and Dignitas, it's like Golden Guardian's floor is definitely bad enough, and FlyQuest, yeah. FlyQuest's floor is bad enough too. But is I it, think FlyQuest and Golden Guardians are still going to be better than Dignitas. Viper gets another year better. If if Viper gets worse, that team's doomed. See, to like, me, if he, if he stays the same or gets worse, they're doomed. See, to me, FlyQuest and Dignitas look a lot alike. Yeah, I mean, like FlyQuest so, made some errors in my estimation in yeah, the offseason. That's, that's fair. Like they're constructed the same way. They got like one stud, like young player, right? Oh, supposedly we don't know what we're going to get out of Johnson, so we don't yeah. we don't know, but. I mean, Viper's good. Viper's the real deal. I'm, I'm not worried about him. I would have shoved four other rookies with Viper. Just tried to hit cream of the crop. Maybe play one veteran with him. Because Viper, I think, is going to be his absolute superstar. So I think you need to start building around him for the future, not holding on to the yeah, wild turtle days. like, getting ahead of that now. Yeah. Who is, who is their academy carry? I'd have to even look. I don't even know who's on their roster at the moment. It was... Um, was that... Like was, what's his name? It was Airy last year. Airy, yeah, Airy. But is it still Airy this season? Looks their academy like... team was kind of dude. Oh no, they, was... they picked up uh, "Don't Mash Me" as well, which oh, is a bizarre pickup. But dude, that's I see Airy. Wait, no, his contract ended this year. Yeah, Airy's uh, probably yeah. don't have a new contract. Uh, looks Someone to me like mash. It's... it looks like it's Mash. Mash. Yeah, which is "Don't Mash Me," right? Just bizarre, right? Yeah, it's, it's don't match me. Man, he's still playing. Good for him. Yeah, he's been around since what season one? 
season was, two maybe he's around a long he was time on ggu before that team dynamic and before yeah, that GGU a bunch was, of team uh, names that were literally like go for lol tournament <laughs> teams that i don't even know if you guys remember this this is like before i think probably before chris and cal's time like so before there was like pro league and actually like kind of into when there was pro league there used to be um NESL, which is a online tournament hosting website, like a third party tournament hosting service that does like a bunch of different games. Like you probably know, like Counter Strike, the they, the Counter Strike tournaments are still a thing. Um, but they had uh, they had League on there, and that was where a lot of like the pro players, like the best players, would just throw teams together and play these tournaments every Saturday and Sunday, right? Like sixty four teams, like old school, like online bracket, right? Yep. Where you'd like have to get the email of the other person, contact them, set your match up, report it to the third party site with a screenshot. Like it was like this old school, like online thing. And he played, oh my God, like unrestricted was like, that's like, dude, I remember seeing, cause I played on these things and I remember seeing some of them like. Yep. And GGU, his first real team for people that don't know, that was Darshan's entry into the league. Yeah. And uh, back they... when he was Zion Spartan. And they went to the finals in their first year, right? Like, their first and only year they went to the finals they and went lost, deep. right? Good game, University. Yeah, I think they lost in the finals to TSM or CLG, one of them. Anyway, yeah, so he's been around for a while. So, I they, do they just? I guess they just don't really have anything, like, in the system, so to speak. And he's only 24, so I guess it's whatever. But he's been playing forever. So, yeah. uh, I don't know. We kind of got like, sidetracked there, but we'll... Uh, Raz, famously of the English LPL cast, is going to be coaching Golden Guardians Academy. And I'm assuming we'll have something to do with the main lineup, too, but... Um, that's, a, that's a bump for me, to, to for the for their academy team. I'll give them, like, a half-grade bump just from yeah, having Raz. I like Raz. I think Raz is very smart. I'm going to miss him as a caster, but... <laughs> I am, too. I totally understand. I mean, that's a whole topic we could go into, too, like... Pay your damn casters more. Like, pay your casting talent. That's the pro. That's the problem here. Is like for him. It it, be, for right? him, it was a little bit different because it's something he always wanted to do, and has been trying behind the scenes to do this for a long time. But like, there, you've lost so much casting talent over the years to to just money. Even just recently, you lost Raz, Papa Smithy, Shocks yeah. became a, a freelancer, Frosker and became a freelancer, yeah. Jet. Jat went over to the creative team for a while. Like, this is a lot of people telling you that you need to pay more to your casters. Yeah, more or less. I mean, Monty and Doa. Before that, Monty and Doa. And Monty and Doa have been pretty outspoken about, like, just esports in general, not just league. Like, pay, pay your casters. We're not asking – you don't got to pay them ridiculous lucrative salaries, but, like, you got to make it – I mean, these guys – like, they're – if you think about it, they're your advertising, right? Yeah. Like I, I legit know people that don't want to watch games that certain casters cast. Yeah, uh, people LS sticks out. A lot of people don't like LS. No, um, there's certain you know I, I, everybody has preferences and they're pretty strong. And if you have you know ten games a week on the LCS slate and somebody just doesn't want to watch two of them, that's bad marketing. Yeah, like if the, if the teams suck and they don't want to watch it, then fine. But if you have a good caster, maybe they do want to watch the two bad teams. Like. Uh, it just seems dumb to me. I mean, I don't know the budgeting. I, I don't even know what some of these guys make. Maybe it's a bunch of money and I, and they're being greedy. I have no idea. But 
it's probably not the case if these people are leaving something that they're so passionate about, right? So Yeah, it's at least worth looking into, I think, if you're Riot. I don't know what the situations, I don't know if they're making enough money, but yeah. whatever, you should talk to them and ask them, like, why are you guys leaving casting and try yeah. to figure out a And way. this is not just a league thing. This is, like, a lot of esports <laughs> are struggling with this. Like, I don't know, pay, pay your talent. Like, it's that simple. Like, <laughs> I know, I know, like, that's the money's the solution to everything, but really, just, like, pay your talent. Come on. Like out of like all the money this company makes, that's that's got to be a drop in the bucket for them, for real. Like absolutely amazing. Uh, another one of these like retiring to coaching role um, is going to coach Misfits. This is not really North America relevant; it's more NA. But he was in NA last, so I figured I'd bring it up. So um, yeah, it's probably not super impactful. So this one was interesting. So Fantix, who was the head coach of Mammoth from Worlds this year, the uh, the Oceanic representative. Um, is going to be an assistant coach for 100 Thieves. Uh, I assume Papa Smithy saw something he liked here, or or maybe ownership saw something he liked. I mean, Mammoth was better than I thought they'd be at that tournament. I would agree with that, and that means something. I don't, and they were like they weren't cheesing or anything. Like they were just fundamentally sound and doing well. So. I don't know. Maybe something to it. I don't. I, I didn't follow Oceania too much last year, so I don't know too much. I just thought it was an interesting move. I'm generally positive of bringing in like anybody who was like top three at their job in another region. Yeah, because so, whether it's player or coach or anything, like if this guy was a top three eighty carry in Oceania, bring him over here, see how he compares. Yeah, like what's the worst that could happen? Like when he's up with the NA guys, and they might it might turn out. I think in a lot of cases it would turn that top two guys from other regions would be better than most players in the LCS. Yeah. But people don't, don't want to scout overseas and don't want to bring people over. And So, yeah, I always think this is a good decision, even when it's coaches. I've always had this thought, like, and, and you've heard this from me before, where, where I'll make the numbers argument for things, where, like, you know, theoretically China should always be the best region because they just have by far the largest player base not close. Like, it's, it's ten times every other region combined, right? They should, or like, they should theoretically have the best, you know, teams, best players, best coaches, and they haven't for years. Now they kind of do, but like, so the thing, I'm, the point I'm trying to make is like, it's not always a numbers game either. Like, like you can point to that to to like rate the general overall quality of like a player base or a server base or something like that. But generally speaking, the the best of the best, no matter where they are, are going to be pretty close, right? Yeah, just I mean, think about it in any other. In think any about other it in any sport. other sport, right? Like not even just sports. Like if you took the best astrophysicist from Australia, you would think he would be in the top twenty smartest astrophysicists in the United States. Yeah, probably but the smartest guy in a whole country is usually going to be is usually going to be very yeah. very you know good at his job. So I also yeah. think it's like like for those guys like most of the time this is not always, but most of the time this is a pay upgrade too and a, a chance at something better. So. Maybe they elevate. And it's a pay upgrade for them, but probably a salary cut for you. Yeah. If you're used to paying NA guys, you're going to pay less to get them, and they're going to get more. So you're getting a highly motivated person for cheap. Yeah, it's also just like – I I don't want to say a free roll because this is like time invested and there's money like surrounding the whole situation. It's a piece – it's a cog in the whole machine, right? And you don't want to mess the machine up by taking a chance. But like this is the kind of stuff I like taking a chance on. He's yeah. not the main person in charge. He's just another mind, another opinion in the room, and maybe they have a different perspective on things. That, that's what I've always liked about bringing in outside. 
I'm not a huge fan of like, and I don't like this in traditional sports either of teams that promote from within the organization unless it's a reliable organization because things end up getting inbred, right? Um, whether that's like scrim meta games or, or like what have you, but like it ends up being inbred and to the point where it's like the Flyers have this problem. This is why I'm, I'm critical about this. Like <laughs> for years, for like 30 years, they only hired within the organization. They just kept like they just kept being status quo, and they never got like actually better. And so I always like moves like this where it's like try something out of the box. What's the worst that can happen? It sucks, and you 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 try again next year, right? I know I'm not the one putting, you know, $50 million on the line, so maybe that's a little different. But, like, especially as an assistant position, like, just bring more good minds in. Like, it can't hurt, right? All right. Anything else on NA? Um, again, we'll we'll be doing, like, power ranking shows. But, like, oh, let me just do, like, gush, like quick like quick takes, hot takes. Like, who are your top three in NA for this season? Uh, Team Just... Liquid, Evil Genius is in TSM. Okay. Cal, what about you? Uh, TL, TSM. Uh, I don't know who my third one would be. I, I guess, I don't know. It's tough. Mm, I guess I'll see EG for now. For now. Yeah, I'm the same. I'm the same as Cal. Mm. Uh, my turn? Yeah. Sorry. TL, TSM, hundred thieves. Woo. Yeah, I'm, 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 the leaves. I'm with hundred thieves too. They're oh. they're they're right there. So, okay, it's good. This will be this will be good. We'll see if we 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 our opinions change that much in a couple weeks, and we'll see. You know, uh, on to Europe. Yeah. Um, already mentioned it. It's amazing. Uh, dreams to Shaco Four. Oh my gosh! If you talk dreams? about one of the worst support in DFS. <laughs> across you don't want to touch streams and even when the team <laughs> wins you don't want to touch him don't the chase your like, dreams that's <laughs> holy cow i'm just like i play support and i get a lot more stats out of that oh my god i don't know what he's doing yeah I dreams thinking... is a very low scoring support i don't think he's terrible yeah but, like uh, low scoring doesn't just, necessarily yeah. mean bad it's just a supports this i don't know if you guys feel this way but supports for me it feels like there's like five in the world that I'm like, these guys are absolutely insane. Yeah. And then everybody in the middle just clumps together. And then there's like five or 10 guys where I'm like, these guys are awful. Yeah. But that's like, 80 carry. Yeah. 80 carry yeah, more... bot lane in general. I think it's because I think it's a bot lane thing because there's two bodies. There's four bodies in the lane. So it's like your opinion gets a little diluted or in certain cases amplified when it's exceptional. But you can bad. just tell the advice of the mechanics, especially for, I mean, for support players for, for sure. You know what I mean? Like some people can pull off insane like just combos or just like, uh, or even with like Pike or whatever. You know, hooking them and then doing other stuff. I don't know. I think uh, John is right about that. <laughs> so a huge skill gap. Like so when they did here's, this. Here's the thing, and I, I want to put this out there because for they signed Forgiven, right? He's my man, but. So they signed Forgiven, and then two, like two weeks one. later, yeah, and yeah, you you weren't here. To, were you? Yeah, you were. We we talked about that last time, but like, so they signed Forgiven November twenty second. They signed Dreams on December second, which was the day after we last recorded. So this was like why I have the news in this order for the most part. You gotta think like they didn't do this without Forgiven saying like, "Oh, that guy's good," right? At least to you some degree, they. I mean, maybe not. I don't know, but like, 
I mean, we're going to find out really quick. Like, even we said this about this team already. It's like, we're going to find out really quick if this experiment works or not. <laughs> yeah, we're given. And, could be like, Dreams is a tester, man. This Dreams is, like, he's not he's not like Zazel because he doesn't play the same way Zazel does. But, like, oh, no, Zazel could never leave a Forgiven. Forget that. Zazel, Forgiven would not tolerate <laughs> that. He's like, no, you suck too bad. Like, I don't <laughs> like, Adelaine doesn't matter. It's, <laughs> um, so I, I just thought it was an interesting, the two of them are a really interesting combo, right? It's that really whole weird. Roster is, that whole roster is kind of very weird. Not necessarily bad or good. I think the, just the ceiling for this roster is nuts, potentially. I don't know, like Memento, I'm interested to see. He kind of took a split off, and now they signed him. Odoamne is kind of a They just consistent. signed him, too, right, a couple weeks ago. Yeah, Odoamne is very consistent, but like low ceiling player. Oh, wait, player, he just, he left. Like, oh, did he leave? Today, actually. Oh, really? Yeah, I, I, I'm like just reading that now. He said December 19th, Memento leaves. Oh, wow. Okay. And their head analyst left a couple days ago, too weird oh okay okay i'm looking i'm just checking a source on this because i don't want to yeah no actually he he I Memento just himself right. along with so four when i think this year and always taking care of me so i don't know so i don't know what's going on up there jungle then weird oh it's uh gilius oh gilius yeah, that, yeah i did see yeah, yeah. like that's that what i'm saying like right. dude this is this is like toxic central with gilius and forgiven oh, on the same exactly. team it's gonna be so much fun and then the mild-mannered Odoamne just trying to get home to his e-girl girlfriend. And, 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 and uh, dude, Abadaga was good last year. He impressed me. He, he was. was really good. Like, that's what I mean. Like, this team, Odo's good. Gilius is really hot and cold. Like, really hot and cold. He's, like, kind of like, uh, I want to say, like, Blabber before Blabber was a thing, right? Like, super hot and cold. Abadaga was just good. Forgiven, we don't know. If Forgiven was the old Forgiven and it's Lane Kingdom again, this team is actually really scary. Like they're gonna be I think they could be top three in Europe, even even if we don't like dreams necessarily. I don't know, I'm like indifferent on dreams. He just just cause he doesn't put up numbers, like I don't know. Like he's never right. done anything on film that really sticks out to me. He's right. just kinda like bleh. And that's yeah, like sometimes a good ball. thing. He's in the support ball to me, all the people in the middle. The biggest example of the support ball for me was when they traded Biofrost for Smoothie. Those two people might as well be the exact same person yeah. as far as I can. And they're like good. They're very, they're like toward the top of the bowl. They're like yeah. they're like the cereal floating on top of the milk. Like they're pretty good. I don't I know if it goes. Like Smoothie was an MVP candidate. Like <laughs> those, those two might as well be the same player and <laughs> Dreams Hashtag Dreams got a picture there with me. Right. But yeah. Um yeah, I, it's just it's just, it was an, it was interesting. Yeah. Like as soon as they got forgiven, I was like, they're gonna go get some like Blitzcrank player or some bullshit. <laughs> like, just gonna go get some lane dominant. Maybe he is. I don't know. They they probably know more on him than we do. Um, Given Mad Life bot lane. Yeah. Uh, Patrick or Patrick to excel from Shocker. Right? Was he on Shocker? Origin. Origin. That's right. That's yeah, right. That's Origin. Um, Excel's like building a team, man. So got, yeah, so it's got a good roster. I, I like Excel's roster. So, like, for those yeah. that don't know, it's it's Expect, Cadrill, or oh, let me just make sure this is update. Is this... I'm going to double check. So, it looks like it's going to be... So, I'll just, just name all of them, because I don't know which contracts are going to be gone. So, it's Expect, Sendu, Cadrill, Taxer, Mickey, Special, Patrick, Kasing, and Tor. Tor is uh, Norse Karen, for those that forget. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Actually, we're gonna. I'll, I might as well just lump that into this. So, Nor, uh, Norse Garen to Excel too. Yeah, I think Patrick and Norse Garen's a pretty is a pretty exciting bot lane. Yeah, I'm pretty happy with that bot lane if I'm Excel. Yeah, 
yeah, I'm I'm a, I'm a fan of this, and I mean, I, I I've always liked Mickey. I've always found him to be underrated personally, but I, I also he's really also like he's also like I always think he's underrated, but then he never actually gets playing time. So like yeah. maybe maybe he's just not. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. If Cajun can stay consistent, he'll be really good as well. And Cajun, was... you got to think too. Cajun's going to be another year older, yeah, be more experienced, and he was he's a young player. So I, I like this roster a lot, and Europe's like kind of whacked out. Like it's Europe's real weird again. Like the middle of the table is just like. I don't know. It's anyone's be very game. Tight. But I kind of like Excel like more than I, I don't know. I, I I like this team a lot so far. They're gonna be way better than they were last year, which is you know easy to say. But yeah, I definitely agree with that. Um, I like this roster too. Here we go. Miffy is going to be the head coach of Fanatic, John. Your thoughts? So weird. <laughs> it's just really weird. Like I, I don't know. I don't know if Mickey. That's Mickey, that's why Brock's left. Mithy might be the biggest brain person in the history of the universe. I don't know. It just seems like a weird move for head coach of one of the like biggest teams in all of Europe, one of the biggest brands in all of Europe. They're going to bring in a, a first time coach. Didn't he? I thought he like coached somewhere before. Who was like Slash not was a TSM? Yeah, yeah, it's like I don't. I, I just, it's just bizarre. I don't know. I don't know the guy on a personal level. I'm sure he's very smart. If but you listen seems... to him, he's he's pretty he's smart about the game. But like, I, I can't judge a coach on like. I think I'd rather have I'd rather have Raz as my head coach than Mithy. Yeah, I, I don't. It's always hard to tell because there's a lot of people that can sound like they know what they're talking about and they don't. Yeah, it's true. And there's a lot of people that can. Like are there's a lot of people that are less good at explaining themselves and more good at putting it into practice, like. Maybe maybe for him it's it's like I don't know we'll see yeah. I don't know it's, it's no judgment for me though I think that's I mean it's, it could be good yeah. I don't know who Mithy is as a coach I'll just, give him a fresh slate as a coach I, I will say this to <laughs> I'll say this typically in professional sports the 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 worse the player the better the, not the worse the player the better the coach but the really really good players tend to not make great coaches that's definitely true. And guy, a lot of it's like the talent, like it's, you see this in you see it in hockey all the time. And in hockey, like some of the some of the better coaches in the league were like these grinders, like these dudes that would just beat the shit out of people. And they were like third and fourth liners and penalty killers and stuff like that. Guys that have like limited talent, so they had to work at it and get good, so they know how to teach process. Like that's my theory. That's the yeah, the and, theory they anyway. spend and they're a lot humble. Of time watching the strategy and stuff like guys like LeBron, like I'm, LeBron's very smart, obviously when yeah. it comes to basketball, but guys like him have, have to focus much more on like getting the ball, every yeah. possession and trying to score a guy that's on the bench can take a lot more time. Like looking at what, you know, what plays everyone is running and trying to think about things like that. Well, also like, I think they make also there's like the talent gap too. Like if someone is like obscenely talented, like we're talking like the LeBron's, the Wayne Gretzky's, the, you know, mm-hmm. Connor McDavid, whatever, what have you. Right. The exceptionally talented people, like, it's not that they're not smart that they don't know their games. Obviously, these dudes, like, the level nowadays is insane, but there's a little bit more leeway because they just have it. Like, they just see this stuff intuitively from years of doing it already. So, a lot of times, they're just less good at explaining it. Like, backup quarterbacks as head coaches in the NFL, you see that all the time, too. Doug Peterson was, Doug Peterson was yeah. a bad quarterback. Like, he was real bad, <laughs> right? Yeah, just take the most recent example, Kellen Moore. Yeah. yeah, he has no arm, but the guy can. Offensive coordinator push. is great. Yeah, great. so, and he's outside the box. Ah, we'll, we'll see. I don't know. Yeah, see. What I, I 
these kind of moves are always interesting to me because sometimes when you have grizzled veterans that just go to this, it, it feels like retirement. But some of them legitimately like want to go into that and think they're more equipped for it. So it's going to be interesting to see how that kind of turns out. Uh, this one's kind of a collection of things. So you guys were way more dialed into EU Masters than me. I've I've watched a little bit, but um, so two players from Giants, Resorc and Danique or Denik, um, to Misfits and Bavoy from Young Miracles in the LPL. Uh, played in Latin America last season, and Ronald Dew from Fanatics Academy team, uh, all going to Misfits. Dude, Ronald Dew was so good <laughs> last he? year. He yeah, was bro. actually insane, bro. That team's gonna be actually really good, in my opinion. That's I love that this like the thing is like I don't know if I'm trying to like look at this roster now because that's just people they added. I don't know what their starting roster is gonna be. Like it's probably still. I mean, it's Whippo still, right? Like, are any of these guys going to unseat the Fnatic players we know? Because as far as I know, like, they, their contracts aren't expired or anything. Like, all of... So, like, Whippo, Selfmade, uh, Magi Felix, Nemesis, uh, Reckless, and Hilly are all signed through November next year. Who from there went to... Went to... Oh, no, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm sorry. Yeah, they're coming I'm, from Fanatic Rising. Sorry, right? I'm saying Fanatic Rising. I, I started looking Now I'm looking at Misfits. <laughs> I went to Misfits. So, oh, yeah, I'm sorry. I got all mixed up. So, Dan Dan. Um, I don't think Dan Dan's being on Kira, Kira. Kira is probably going to be in consideration, but I, uh, Febivin is signed through 2021. Good decision, Misfits. That's who you want signed till 2021. Febivin. Yeah. The Mithy of the mid lane. Sorry, I mean, like, they're just going to play the young kids, right? That's what seems smart here. What you should do, yes. Like... Will they? Who knows? This, I mean, just play, like, the the, Span- like the, the Spanish top lane trio, right? That's what- well, actually, Ronald Dew's not Spanish. He's, uh, I don't even know what this is. This Probably is... British from Fnatic Rising. He's UK. I don't know if he's from UK. No, he's um, from Romania, but... Ah. Yeah. I don't know. Like... I think just, like, the EU Masters is, like, the best farming grounds. Like, it's so good. So, it, it wouldn't... I don't know. It, the thing is, though, like, Kirei's pretty good. I know you don't like Forbidden, but Forbidden's, like, decent. Like, I guess it's just going to depend on, like, the direction this team wants to go. Are they going to start with veterans and then end the season? That's yeah, what I think they'll that, probably that's, end up That's doing. what I'm curious about. So, like, maybe that's what ends up happening. Um, that's what I would guess they dude, do. Dude, Bavoy's been around for a while. He played, like, two place. years on Young Miracles. He was on Starhound Royal Club before that. He was, like, a sub for JDG. He played in Latin America last year. So, I would like to take take some time one day to just, like, write about some of these, like, insanely traveled players. That, like, we don't even remember, yeah, like, we don't even remember a lot of them because it's like, oh, my God, he's still playing. Like yeah, Coco, shrimp, like Shrimp, Coco, like LCK, NA Academy. He, South he's America. going back and forth from Brazil to Korea, <laughs> like um, Pyrian. Yeah, there's been a lot of those guys. Half the SKT roster ever. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, we already talked about Norse going to excel. Vitality is going to be Cabochard. Is it Skeens? Yeah, Skeens. Skeens, uh, Milica. Comp and Jack Troll. Uh, comp's so, from... Um, the LDLC. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Milica's from Giants. Dude, that entire Giants team just got poached. Like, the whole the whole thing. 
They were good. They were good. They were good. And then schemes from uh, Vitality's uh, Masters teams. I almost love this because Comp, Milica, and Skeens were all standouts at EU Masters, all from Mm -hmm. different teams. So it's great. Bring them together. Cabochard, one of the best top laners in the league. Yeah. Great. Leave him there. Why are you keeping Jack? I don't understand. I was going to say the same thing. Like, you lost your whole team. Why not just get rid of Jack Troll as well? He was the worst player on your team. Why and you uh, they're not bringing back uh, – what's his name? The coach either, I don't think. Um, yeah, Yamato Cannon gone, I believe. So it's not even like the the case no. of like having the veteran in place to help install your system, so to speak. Like, yeah, I don't know why Jack Troll is still on the maybe team. He maybe he just I, has a cheap contract. And maybe I'm being too rude to him. Maybe maybe it was uh, Attila that was holding him back. We'll have to see for sure. But yeah. I'm Jack Troll was quite far, by the way. It's by by the way, Jack Troll was the worst fantasy LCS player like in the existence of of fantasy LCS. Jack Troll averaged like two assists and eight deaths per game or something like absurd. I'm going to pull his numbers for last calendar year up right now. He averaged like nine fantasy points per win or something ridiculous like that. He was probably um, throwing himself. He had a 1.7 KDA. Uh, 242 gold per minute, which is obscenely low even for a support. Um, let's see. Mm. He had a minus two hundred seven gold differential of fifteen compared to other supports. He had a minus one forty four first uh, experience differential of fifteen. Lovely, lovely. Yeah, this is really bad. I just I, I wish I had his his DK stats on me because I, I promise you he averaged like eight fantasy points per win. I mean a one point like, a one point seven KD. Like uh, let yeah. me just read down some score lines. Uh, three five six, okay. Two seven nine, okay. Two eleven five zero five two one three thirteen is okay. Two six one, one three two, four yeah, six. Was... Like any time he had a lot of kills and assist, it was always like fifteen deaths. I'm exaggerating, but you, you know. just can't. You just could not roster him all year. Yeah, <laughs> so it was, really it was terrible. Oh seven seven in a forty two minute game. Yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, okay. yeah. It's just weird, weird, weird flex. I, I like yeah. everything else about this. Oh, I love everything about it except for Jack Troll. It's just weird. Uh, did they? Who's their coach? Anybody oh, we don't know. We know yet. Uh, no, it I would think it was the oh the Vitality. It is. I have it right here. Sorry. You're good. Their coach is. Yamato Le- oh Duke um, from Duke uh, right, right. Uh, Splice. Yes, and I I do like Duke actually. Yeah, I do too. So is, this seems is this could be good. Is it a little weird if we don't see Yamato Cannon get picked up anywhere? Off the top of my head, I don't think he's been picked up. Is that weird or you guys? I see a little said, bit. You, you guys, said that you guys know my thoughts. <laughs> he said he's standing out this year. Oh, uh, did he? Okay. Yeah. So he'll be back in the summer. He'll do some. Uh, so yeah. he'll he'll start coaching the worst team in the summer, and they'll have they'll have a good split, and then they'll fall off the next split because that's what always happens with him. I keep calling. I've been saying it for literally two years now. Yamato Cannon is the Peter Laviolette of the LC of, of League of Legends. Like he's he's a fiery coach that gets to, gets his guys to buy in and play for him, and they're really good for like the first two splits with him, and then they fall off a cliff. It's almost like they get burned out from his style or something. I have no I have no idea what his methods are, but. It, it has there was a track record of this happening, and last year was kind of an exception because Vitality was good in the spring after having him the year before. I was like kind of ready to fade that, but I don't know. Interesting. Yeah, I could I could see. I think even if that's what he is, and that's all he is, it still makes sense for a for a bad team to pick him up every yeah. year. 
Like, just go Absolutely. grab a guy like that, get him fired up. Get I mean, him. clearly I'm, he's I'm, better than, I would say, most coaches. Yeah, I mean, if he wants out, that's one thing. But I'd be yeah. a little bit surprised. If he's trying to coach and teams don't want him, that would be a little bit surprising to me. Yeah, was, I mean, yeah, huh, weird. Gilius to Schalke, we already talked about. Uh, trick and limit to SK Gaming. Uh, limit, another EU Masters player, I believe, from Eastern Europe. Not to the best of my memory, a standout though, like some of these other guys we've yeah, seen. Yeah, I'm trying to. Yeah, his name didn't pop up too much if he was from the Masters. I'm trying to pull up this whole roster now. So... Off the top of my head, this team just looks pretty bad from what I see. So we got Sakre, Trick, Genix, uh, Crown Shot, Limit, and um. Limit He used to play for Ad Hoc Gaming before. Which I think was a German team, if I remember right. Yeah, it's not a Masters. It's not a EU Masters. Yeah, team. they play like the whatever the German league is, PGL. ESM, ESLM. Yeah. So I don't know. This team, I, I agree with you, John. This is a fairly unexciting team. Like, what's the standout? Like, none of these guys are terrible. Yeah, uh, like, like nobody here is like nobody here is exciting except for maybe Crown Shot. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. There's just not a lot to say about that one. Uh, anything else in Europe? Oh, I'm good to move. Um, Korea. Korea will actually be pretty fast because most of these are just kind of like what we're going to touch on in China. So, uh, Lehen's to Hanwha Life happened the day after we last recorded. So, um, Hanwha Life actually... Let me pull up what they got. Because they have a lot of stuff unannounced still. So... Hanwha Life currently is, I feel like I should know this and I don't, but yeah, they still have a lot of, uh, so they have Kuve, Haru, Lava and Tempt in mid lane for the time being, actually Lava signed through 21, so they're good, uh, Zenit, Lahens, and Vista's the backup support. So like, let's say this is Kuve, Haru, Lava and Temp switching roles, and then Zenit and Lehens. Like that's a pretty decent lineup. I don't know yeah. if it's like I don't know if it's going to compete with the top of the table, but they're not going to be a bottom. They're not going to be Jin Air. Like they're going to yeah. be they're going to be like a, a com- competing for fifth through seventh, probably. That's where I would see them, like a, a fifth through seventh, probably depending on where the ceilings and stuff go. Like depends on how Kuve plays and outside of the last two weeks of the season. Right? <laughs> and Zenit. August Cuve, that's got to be the meme. He should just change his name to August at this point. Oh, I think that's a StarCraft player, so they probably wouldn't. I don't know. I have this joke about StarCraft players being named after months of the year because there's a bunch of them, like July and... <laughs> um, Seriously? Yeah, wow. there's a bunch that's of fun. them. Uh, okay. Yeah, I don't hate this team. Yeah, I I, I think it's good, but like it's going to depend on how... Like, Korea's still got some stuff to go on still, and I don't know, we'll see. Uh, Dorian to Dragonex. I know people are hating on Doran, but like oh, because, of, because of the whole Griffin thing, but like you have to take things contextually a little bit, right? Like we were people were people were bitching about Doran at Worlds and like or no, they were bitching about Sword and the Sword, Sword Doran yeah. thing at Worlds and I mean you just gotta look at his body of work last season. Like he was good. He was a good player on a good team. Uh he, he was he was they had a good thing going and he came in and outperformed. Like overall. So like, there's something to that. He's, I think he's a really well-rounded player. So it's a pretty safe pickup for wherever the meta goes. Um, Dragon X team looks really, really good. I think they're going to be a contender. I don't know. 
I don't know much about uh, Piosic. Yeah, I don't. I don't either. He's challenger standout. So like, Goran Chovy Deft is a hell of a a hell of a start to your lineup. Yeah, hell of a start. I, I just, is, oh, I, yeah, I, just don't I think he's a solo queue guy. I'm gonna have to do some more research, but like, the you rest of that think... lineup looks great. Yeah, like they must have a lot of faith in these guys to bring them onto a lineup that has Chovy, Deft, and Doran. Because Chovy, Deft, and Doran is a we want to win the league this season team. Mm-hmm. So if you're going to put two guys that no one really knows on that team, then you must see something big in them. I think what's crazy too to think about is like if if you think about how Griffin played, if these solo laners from Griffin can bring any semblance of that style here. That's perfect for Deft. It's, oh, it's so ideal. so good for Deft. Like, and make no mistake, like we we didn't we didn't talk too much about him last year, but like he was, I want to say he was kind of stuck in prison a little bit last year because his team was real weird. Like Deft is insanely good still. He was like, very very good. Like Deft has game. not skipped a beat, basically in his entire career. He there's an argument for him being the best eighty carry ever. Like I know people think it's like Uzi, but like honestly, like Deft is ridiculous. He's still playing at a ridiculous level, too. Like he was playing, he was a lot like Ruler last season. Yeah, like most of the team's wins were because he was hard popping off. Yeah, uh, so it's gonna. I mean, you have two unknowns basically, and and three studs as far as I'm concerned. I know people aren't too yeah. high on Doran, but Doran's probably a top. Five no, he's six very very top very leader. very good. Yeah, um, Umpty to Jinair. Empty's just a, a veteran. I don't know. That, he's been on Gen Air forever, right? He he's gone he's gone to a couple different teams, but he's been on Gen Air before. He was on Gen Air for a while, and then I think he was on um, was it Barbecue Oliver's or BBQ? Yeah, I think he might, he might have gone like to that. BBQ. Um, yeah, BBQ. Empty's always been better than people think he is, but he's another one of these guys that's just like trolled around on terrible teams. So you never know. Plays he's great at getting first blood. That's for damn sure. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so kind of plays a lot like blabber i think blabber probably got a lot of influence from him maybe not Blabber's probably like who the hell is that guy <laughs> um nehyan and tara and uh coach h dragon from Jin air to griffin with this new look really this rebuild griffin lineup uh full rebuild there yep so i don't i guess it, i think untara is probably going to be the sub like it's probably still going to be sword unless there's something i'm missing here yeah, so, you would think it would be a sword. I think it would be a sword, sword for sure. Tarzan, Nahin, Rather. Nahin, Rather going back and forth is interesting. Um, so probably Nahin, because Nahin was really good last year. Uh, and yeah. then Viper and Cabby, who I don't know a lot about. Um, Cabby was a He played sub. a little Yeah, he played a little bit here and there. But... Cabby was challenge. He was an uh, Inchin and Challenger. No, no, no. no, he, no was he, was on, he was on there. Uh, no, he, he was on Griffin when they were coming up. Yeah, because he's been with yes, the work. Right. Yeah, that's right. Um, KT has their full roster out now, which is uh, Ray from EDG slash was it Cloud Nine? Was he on Cloud Nine too? Who was the NA team he played for? Cloud Nine for like yeah. a season. Yeah, it was Cloud Nine, right? So it's going to be Ray, Sohuan, um, Bono, Malrong, and Kuro, aiming in Tucson. This is another like. Solid roster. I don't know how high the ceiling is, but Koro is always underrated. I think aiming is just solid. Tucson's always good, and then Ray feels, and Soan are like complete opposite players. It's like feels in theory like a low level playoff team. 
Yeah. With, with no real shot at winning the league. Also, they have four guys named Kim. That's always... <laughs> Welcome to... That's always bad. Kim, <laughs> um, Kim. Let's see. Uh, uh, I, don't, I don't know... Do you see playoff with this one? I know this Kuro could be a six, aiming yeah. to six. Yeah, you got to remember it's it's five. It's top five in the LCK too, so I, they're going to be contending for that fifth spot. I think. Yeah, they'll be right on the edge there. I think. Um, Key and Song Juan to Pain Gaming in Brazil. Going to Brazil again. I, I feel like <laughs> Key just keeps. He's like, ah, you know, I spent a year here, a year there, a year here, a year there, a year here. It's like he's Is good. Just- he's a good player. He's a good player. It I don't seems know. Like it's one like... of those things where he like dominates in Brazil, and then people are like, "Ah, oh, we'll give him a shot," and then they feel kind of underwhelmed by him when he comes back to to the LCK. So, I wonder, but I still think he's very good. I wonder if it's like a, a like his own confidence thing, right? Where it's mm-hmm. like he doesn't feel that good, so he goes and smashes everyone in Brazil for a year, and then comes back. He's like, "I'm ready to take on the LCK again." And... I'm charged up. I don't know. It's weird. Uh, King to uh, Billy Billy. We'll talk about that. Um, oh, we can just mention it now because I didn't copy it. But uh, a lot of back, like more trades going back and forth to China and Korea both ways now, which we haven't I really like seen. That. Uh, punch to Sandbox. I've always liked Punch as a player, but I don't know. He wouldn't have been able to get the start, but yeah, he's not bad when he played. Yeah, th- this good. team, there's a lot of questions about this team too. Like they don't, like I, they haven't announced that. Like, have they announced that they're keeping the like some of the original guys, like Summit and On Fleek, in them? Like, I know they're signed. I, I'm assuming this is probably going to be Summit, On Fleek, Dove, and then probably Root and or Route and Gorilla. Yeah, that's what it or Route looks and Joker like. probably. Yeah, Joker as the starter, maybe. Yeah, it's weird. You but, got two old guys supports. That's kind of funny. Yeah, <laughs> yeah Gorilla and Joker. Yeah. Um, and they got this guy Fate, but I don't really know too much about him. Uh, Kellen, formerly of Jin Air, to Gen G. Not uh, relevant with how good Gen G yeah, starting roster is. Um, Flawless, TPK Prince. I don't know. Flawless was he was good last season. Yeah. Um, Not... Let's see. Senin to Gin Air from Africa, right? See the Africa support? Yeah, he was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he, was, he was the. If he has a bad game, they lose. If they have a good, he has a good game, they win. Yeah. Yes. Um, Flame to Damn One is a name everybody's familiar with. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, probably. He's, he's probably not starting, right? Positional coach. Yeah, but yeah. Here, yeah. Here's our quote unquote <laughs> positional coach, right? Right. Um, it's they're just running back. I think that's smart for Damn One. Yeah, they were good. And they're like, this is the kind of team that you want to get another year better together. And now that the other rosters have switched up a little bit, like they're probably just going to be really good. They're a title hunter now that some of these other rosters have switched up. So I like running that back. Let everybody else shuffle their people around and just keep your lineup the same way it was yeah. and try to bulldoze in there. It's weird because normally when a team does good, I like them to still make a move, even unless they like. I even like when world championship winning teams make moves because they're being proactive and getting ahead of it. As long as it's not, like, bad, like, actively bad, like a shitty move. Mm-hmm. Like, I always like just, like, adding another player, because why not, right? Conda uh, Fun Plus we talked about a lot last episode, but they made it official. Um, Fly, uh, SKT's onstage coach for the majority of last season, is going to Invictus in China. That's a pretty big deal. 
It is. And I really, honestly, that's the first that I heard about that. Yeah. And that is the very interesting decision. I, I can't even tell how I feel about it. There were a lot of people. So he's he's gotten a lot of weird like he's had up and down on like the opinion spectrum like for a lot of to- like a lot of the years he's been in the LCK cuz a lot of people thought like he's good but then when he got put in the spotlight on SKT a lot of people were hyper critical of him but it's hard to tell if it was just like because he's on SKT and like everyone's watching you know uh, a lot of people like didn't like the drafts and stuff like as soon as he was the on-stage coach but like when Coma was like stopped being the on-stage coach like they were having a lot of trouble with that and then he came in and it got a little bit better so, oh, uh, to me, if you're if you, if you're a coach on one of those elite teams, like you're probably pretty good at your job. So, like, it's usually yeah. a good thing, especially because Invi- you know if Invictus lost coaching staff, just bring in a good coach. Doesn't matter from where, right? Yeah, and he is he is a good coach. Yeah. So, um, Mata is going to be the head coach of RNG. That feels a lot better than making Mithy your head coach. <laughs> I mean, I'm not, I'm not sure. there's no reason for me to think that. Like I said, I don't, I don't know either one of them personally. I mean, Mata's, Mata's weird because, I mean, Mata and Mithy carry themselves very differently. If you see, Mata is a leader of men, so I could see this working. I don't know. And he's – there's a legitimate argument for Mata's – there's very few people that you could actually put in the conversation for best player of all time. Like, there's a handful of them. I actually think Mata is the only support in that conversation. That's for a long time, I mean, honestly, for a long time, he was the second best player of all time to me. Like for eight years, seven years, like it was him and Faker, and I don't think there were like any. I don't think there was anybody better all time. Like just the resumes that they put together, um, it was they did it in kind of different ways. Mata went everywhere, and everywhere he was good. He had like one off split, and I, I think this could work out. And it's it's interesting that they got the support player with. And orange like, with RNG, who's traditionally a bot centric team, and it's going to be interesting if if they shift away from that or not. But uh, they apparently were very excited about this because they just stakes gone. Like, yeah, I don't know. Interesting. I mean, we'll see how we'll see who's the better coach, Mithy or Mata. That's the yeah. that's going to be the the end all here. Uh, crazy to Rogue Warriors. A move yeah. that I doubt is going to be super important. I mean, it might. He might actually end up starting. Crazy's pretty good. And he's another one of these. As- I always like. Here's the thing. I always like to point out and, and pull news for the SKT subs. Because anytime. Like, they always do stuff. They almost always do stuff. Like, somewhere. So. I don't know. Rogue Warriors had a lot of issues last season. I don't know if he's the solution, but I could see him playing for that team. Yeah, he might start. Uh,. I just I don't think Rogue Warriors, at least from what we've seen so far, is going to be any better this season yeah, than they were last season. Yeah. They, they can't so. really be worse. So. I don't think he's going to elevate them a bunch. So uh, Ben from Top to Afrika, I like this move a lot, and I like this Afrika team. I know people people aren't uh, quite as about it as I am, but I actually don't mind that either. Ben's yeah. pretty good. Ben's always been pretty good. So I like Afrika. Yeah, I, I like this team quite a bit. So. They're going to be another one that I'm I'm looking forward to seeing how this pans out because, like they, well, the other thing is too you you're bringing in the LPL bot lane like you're bringing in Ben and and Mystic right yeah so different teams but two guys that understand I wonder if this is it's weird because like all the imports that China that Korea is bringing back or bring in from China are Korean players so it feels a little weird that way but at the same time like 
is this like the next level, next level where like Afrika's big braining, ready to go to Worlds next year, and they're like, we're gonna know how to play against these Chinese teams, damn it! Like we're just gonna <laughs> know. I'm tired of losing to this, right? I mean, it's smart because they just got two players. Like they've both been excellent players. So, um, that's all I have for the LCK, unless I missed something. Uh, China. Yeah, and there's going to be some more interesting stuff in China because we have uh, Demacia Cup coming up. So yeah, if we have also, anything we'll talk about that. Yeah, also China, um, we had like next to nothing last time. They were big news pieces, but there was only a few of them. Uh, China's offseason, for whatever reason, is like a few weeks delayed. And um, I'm not exactly sure why that's the case. but uh, So we have a lot more stuff going on now. So T.O.P. now have a solidified roster. It's going to be um, 369, Carsa, uh Fofo and Knight are going to battle, I guess, for the mid lane job. That's insane, by the way. That's really good. That's that's interesting to see, to be honest with you. Both of them are so, so good. Fofo, formerly of J-Team, for those that don't remember, um, he's very good. Like, exceptionally good. We're actually going to see Fofo play the Demacia Cup because Knight's not playing in it. Dude, I, I could honestly see this, especially if the meta's like this year, this turning into, um, like... Now you have to worry about Fofo playing top lane sometimes. You or know, like, bot yeah. bot lane, like questions are for this team. Yeah, it's crazy. And then so we're gonna have um I think it's Fodic or Fodic and then Chocho we've seen before. Um Chocho played some games for them last season. Um Yeah. This is another one of those rosters that feels kinda like E. G. to me, where it's like if that if that bot lane is really good, then this team's gonna be awesome. Yeah, I mean they, they are they did play together in Academy. So Yeah. Just matters how good, how good they are on the LPL level. If they're if they're good enough to be in the LPL, then that that's going to be a hell of a team. Because Knight really and Foco plus Carson and three six nine is a hell of a roster. Yeah, like this team was already exceptionally good. Like they, <laughs> the COP could have gone to the World Championships and probably smashed a lot of people. Like they were yes. a really good team. It was just like we couldn't have. A, I wish we could have had a fourth team from China and a fourth team from Korea. It would have been so much so interesting. Um. Yeah, that team is going to be fascinating. I'm going to be excited. Like, if they come out the gate hot, I'm just going to assume that team's just good. They're going to be a title contender. Yeah, yeah, um, definitely upgrade. Betty from Flash Wolves for God, like five years. How long has he been on Flash Wolves? Forever, seemingly. Uh, is going to be the new AD carry for RNG. This comes with other news that just came out. I think like yesterday that um, Uzi's having health problems, like unspecified health problems again. I'm assuming because he had he had back problems and he had wrist problems at separate times. Yes. So no, I'm assuming should... it's some combination of both slash a break. But this is awfully similar to last season where he maybe just takes the spring split off like the double lift or like he did last year. And it just seems like they want they don't want they they know that he's going to need to take time off and they're tired of being at a huge disadvantage when he takes time off. Yeah. So they're like, let's get a good eighty carry, like solid eighty carry, to be yeah. there when he takes his time off. I think what's going to be interesting about this team is. They're so all – we've seen them without Uzi, and they're bad. Like, they shouldn't <laughs> be that bad, but they're always bad. So, like, I, and they lost Carsa. Yeah, and so it's going to be really interesting seeing how, how this goes. Um, they added two junglers. Um, Zhaolong Bao from Young Miracles. Young Miracles always has <laughs> – the infinite farm system, apparently, <laughs> because they just have players all over. They're like the SKT of developmental leagues. Like it's, um, and then Sixu, I I hadn't watched any, like any LDL this season, so I don't know these guys too well. But they bring in two um, LDL junglers, 
probably going to battle for the job, I guess. But Cars is a huge void to fill, like a huge void to fill. Yeah, huge. He's like best or second best jungler in the world last year. Yep. Top three minimum, right? So that's a huge void to fill. And if Uzi's out, I could see this team struggling for spring. I think so, for sure. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Maybe Betty's good enough to be a stopgap, but I don't know. Too many questions for me. Yeah. Um, <laughs> XX, Maple, and Iwandi from EDG Academy to LNG. XX I'm and Maple just, I like. I'm excited for this team, actually. Yeah. LNG's making good moves, and it's a team that's been on the up-and-ups. I like the move. Let me see. Yeah. Sneaky good roster, I think. Yeah, I'm going to pull this up. I'll read it for everyone real fast. So LNG currently is... Flandre, XX, Maple, Asura, or Light. Light's uh, prospect. Uh, Duan and Iwandi, or Iwandi. Um, Snake without SOFM just feels wrong. It feels weird, yeah, right? They're not even Snake anymore, but Snake without SOFM just doesn't feel right. They're Snake. Stop. They're still Snake. (laughs) They still have Flandre. So, I don't know, man. Like, XX and Maple... XX is really good. I think it and I know Maple scary. like had issues last year, kind of like suiting really disappointed, but I don't know. This feels like a pretty sweet lineup to me. I, I-, I like this lineup. It'll um, be solid. Oh, we talked about this one. So Puffin Southwind to Vici. No, from Vici. Uh, from Vici. And then I, we already mentioned Fly are going to Invictus. So Invictus, I'll let you guys take the floor on this because you guys were like, uh, Calvin, I know you were hyped as shit on this one. Yeah, I think it's I think it's a pretty good move here. Um we knew that the bot it wasn't really the bot lane, it was kinda of just Jackie Love. Just I guess being the weaker link of the team, aside from the jungle problems. Yeah, I love how we say weak link and it's like Yeah, really it, it, but he's good. really good, so it doesn't really matter. Um but I think bringing that duo in, especially with a new coach like that, I think it's gonna be I think it's just I don't know what they're gonna do with Balon, but I think if you're gonna play that play Puff you have to play Southwind, in my opinion. <clears throat> I think what's crazy about this team now is, like, they, they basically have two rosters now, like, full rosters, like, that are playable. Like, if I told you Duke, Leian, well, I guess Rookie doesn't have any competition, a an LDL mid laner, Puff and Southwind were a team. Yeah, they're all right. That's, like, a pretty decent team, right? That's the backups, presumably. Like, yeah. I mean, yeah, not, I mean, Puff's not going to have any challenge, but, like, if, if that was, like, the backup lineup and, like, that's the rest your starters, quote-unquote, lineup, except insert rookie, like, that's <laughs> that's pretty nuts. Like, and I'm sure they have an academy mid laner that they can pull up for games to, like, give rookie a rest. Mm-hmm. So, like, uh, this team's just going to be nuts again. They're going to be really good. Like, yeah, <laughs> I think it's going to be really good again. They're going to probably win China. And I think the fact is that that's South and Paul. South, Puff, Puff and South, guys, yeah, tough for me. Um, that they actually did play. I know they shined super bright on VG, but they literally held their own against a lot of really good bot lane teams. So, yeah. you know that. So I, just, I believe in them. I really believe in this. Imagine team. like Ted. I don't want to put it like entirely equated to Teddy because Teddy's exceptional. But like, imagine that kind of thing. Except it was both. Like it was the it was the carry and the support. 
They so. were definitely the bright spot of, of Vici, although Vici was extremely bad. So even having a, like a bright yeah, that spot. Was, and that was my point was like maybe we should cool the Jets on this a little bit because it's really were, easy yeah. to look good on a team that bad. Yeah. So I don't like I also like keeping bot lanes together. I'm always a huge fan of that, especially if like they were performing well. And it's really hard to perform well as a bot lane on a bad team, by the way. Like I'll emphasize that. Like how many how many times in solo queue playing bot lane do you do you bitch about your mid laner not following the roam, right? Or like just getting outplayed and getting outgamed and then you're four v three in the bot lane all of a sudden or four v two. It's like what so they were kind of not getting a lot of help and as bot lane it's like even harder to do to like get along than anywhere else. So because you can kinda hide in other places and like make yourself look less bad if you want to, but I don't know. I, I, I like this move. It can't hurt. That's the way I look at it. Um, maybe it ends up being a bigger downgrade than we think, but we're we're optimistic, I think. I was the most pessimistic of the bunch, I think, of all of us about this move, and I'm still optimistic about it. Like, I think it's a good move. Yeah. Um, Clear Love Retires. Another one of the best of all time. Yep. Uh, and he's going like to be head the head coach, coach of EDG. So Seems like a head coach guy, too. That's the theme of the episode. <laughs> yeah. Is uh great players. Ugh, I don't want to phone include Mithy in this, but maybe. Um, just turning the head coaches. So I like that. It's so cool to me that he stayed with EDG too. Yeah. Right. And like that's kind of neat. Like so loyal to the org. That that's real. I mean, they've been great for him. He's been great. Yeah. Uh, it's it's that's cool. That's really cool to me. A bunch of academy and sub options added to EDG. This looks kind of... I wrote that this looks like they're just trying to threaten the current players that they have with replacements made a light of fire under their ass. Um, Zhao Zhang, Jinyi, and Hope. Uh, Hope we've seen before, right? Didn't Hope play AD carry for somebody last year? Anytime Hope is in there, you just fade EDG. That's that's right. He played played AD for them last year a couple years. He's going to be playing because iBoy's gone. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I might as well touch on that now too. Uh, I boy to Vici with uh, Kakoma. Kakoma. Yep. Let, uh, what is, let me see what Vici has announced so far. So it looks. Well, I don't Vici's, know who Vici's roster is. Vici's bad. Q, Aches, I boy, Maestro, yeah. and Zeko. I don't know Never too mind. much about Zeko. Forge, the former backup for Invictus. Yeah, that was Invictus. We actually got to see Forge, and he kind of got a little – didn't get a fair shake, I think, because they were making him play, like, old IG, and you can't just do that as a sub, I feel like. So he was the guy that came in when Rookie had um, the family issue that he had early in the summer. I don't think Forge was bad. He was just put into an impossible, like, I don't want to say impossible situation. He was put into a difficult situation. I mean, I feel like anybody, any sub you put in IG's exactly, roster, exactly. it's impossible. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, and, and and we saw, like, even by World Championship time, like, they were playing, you know, with Leian, and they it took them until then to realize, hey, we can't do what we were doing before. We have to play different now. Yeah, roster looks solid. I mean, Forge looked pretty good. Yeah. iBoy... Uh, Maestro from LNG slash Snake. Cube was pretty good last season. In the jungle, I'm assuming Chieftain will start. It could be Aches, but Chieftain was was pretty good in his time on BLG. Yeah, yeah. I don't know why you bring him in to be the backup to Aches. So I, I think that, t- that team should be pretty good. 
And then, again, like, the coma edition is a big deal, too. So. Not as good as the scene we're about to talk about in a minute, though. Oh, my God. I, we have, we're we going to have some selections in a bit. What did you say? OMG. My goodness. I didn't even do that on purpose, by the way. That was, yeah. that was so pure, uh, No, dead-ass, that was pure coincidence. This team is I dirty. I think this team is very dirty. I think these guys are going to be very good. This is going to be the, – the, the, I don't even think they're a dark horse. I think everybody in the universe says, like, this is – so – OMG adds Hacker, SMLZ, and Medusa from their academy team to the main lineup. So the full lineup's going to be Curse, Hacker, Icon, uh, probably SMLZ, and Cold. So I don't know a lot about Cold, I'm looking but right SMLZ was very good. Icon is maybe the most perennially underrated player because his teams always suck. <laughs> Hacker was very, very good, and Curse yeah. was... Curse was like the Chinese equivalent of Viper in NA to me. Yeah. Yeah. I think Icon is the face of OMG. I would. So Cold is five, by the way. From oh, it's 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 five. five. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Yeah, I I think this team is going to be dirty, man. I think they're going to be really good. I just think having Hacker to jungle for these two solo laners is going to be a treat to watch. Like, yes, and I think SMLZ fits in as a guy that doesn't need a ton of attention down there, and yeah. Iconic Earth are gross. Dude, this this team's going to be good. We, we lo- I mean, we were, it, they kind of had their growing pains, and we, we were a little too high, I think a little too fast on them, but Icon and Curse are good. Yeah, like, very good. Very, very good. And we, we saw that, like, immediately last year. Like, Icon came in, and or Curse came in and was like, yo, guys, I'm here. He's probably a top five. He might yeah, be better he than that. Boss. Like, he's really good. Yeah. So th- this team went from, like, oh, maybe their solo laners can carry them to, like, the eighth seed or something. Like, you know, being a little over-optimistic, but it's fun to watch them, to, holy shit, this is, like, a top three team. Yeah, and I think I, these... they, they I legitimately think this, is, this could be a top three team. Like, who's better than them? Invictus, Fun Plus, maybe T.O.P.? Top. Probably T.O.P., I... I put top. I put those three at top for sure. But I think OMG is probably in that next. Like they're probably next. Yeah, I right? think they're gonna like, be good. they're gonna be really really good. Like first round by in the playoffs, good. So I'm very excited. Yeah, that that team's gonna be good, and uh, we're gonna get to this in a little bit. Let's finish this up. So we already talked about Iboy Davici, uh, Loken to JDG. Loken's a good player. Loken, Loken's a really really good player, but this team. It's going to be weird seeing what this team does. Uh, so I think it's still going to be Zoom, Kanavi, Yagao, Loken, and probably Lumao still. Holy cow, I see like a huge list of players. No, I see Cults, Garvey, Lies for Top, Bademan, Klee, Peanut, Fenfen, Yuki, Kramer. Wait, am I reading wrong? These are team? former. Oh, JDG. Sorry, I'm reading LGD. Yeah, JDG. Yeah. Uh, right, yes, you are correct. Yeah, so... <laughs> Oh, that's a pretty good lineup to me. If you consider that, like, what what was the beef we had with JDG last year? Imp. Imp. <laughs> yeah, three layers. That was the issue we had with JDG last year, right? Yeah. The rest of the teams was pretty good. You bring in Loken to replace him, yeah. And Loken's, like, good. Loken's, like, yeah. an elite talent. Like, he might yeah. not be – he's not quite on, like, the Uzi level. He's, like, that next tier down, though. He's really good. So, I mean, JDG's going to be good, too much as it pains me to say that like in my soul but they're going to be really good um plex to lng and yamang who i don't know too much about to w 
uh, Plex and um, Yamang to WE. I don't mind Plex. Plex was pretty Plex good. Plex was good year. when he played, yeah. Yeah. I thought he was solid. Yeah. And WE kind of needed another. T- I, t- I always feel like WE just needs a change of pace, and they never do enough. Like, they just need an Mystic overhaul. Away now. This should be a full overhaul for them with Mystic going, because they were playing the Mystic style, like Mystic strategy. Yeah. And with him gone, they're going to have to move things around a little bit. Um, looks like it's going to be like Paul, Speishong, Plex. Peishang. Juming? I don't, uh, yeah, I don't know too much about Juming, but they just signed him during the summer. Uh, we'll see. Uh, Killua from Rogue Warriors to LGD. LGD, yeah, like you were saying, Chris, LGD's got this like. Like a hundred players like in their roster. Laundry roster. list, like three teams on one team. like And somehow nobody who's like super exciting. <laughs> peanut, 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 and Fen Fen. Peanut, yes, peanut. I'm not excited about peanut. I still think Kramer can play too. Did I take a time machine back to 2018 or? Dude, what the hell is this team? <laughs> yeah, this is the most jungled roster, like Kramer. jungled roster players. Kramer, Kramer's good. I... <laughs> yeah, Killua, Pill were fine. You. This team has so many like episode titles on them. <laughs> like gold card podcast episode titles on them. We should just like adapt LGD as the gold card podcast team. They're they have so the thing that's weird with them is they have so many players who are like roughly equal in skill at the same position. Yeah, so it's like <laughs> like a bunch of guys that are. This like, is yeah, a team that I good. swear is never. They're gonna have like the same lineup. They're gonna have like a set lineup that plays like three games together. <laughs> like that's what's gonna happen with this team because they're all gonna be so close to each other, and it's like, oh yeah, competition's good; it makes everybody play better, which is true. But you're also not gonna have any consistency whatsoever. That's what this team feels like. That's what they kind of were last year, right? Like, yeah. it just it fell is. off the wheel. Like the wheels fell off when they just started changing everything up, which I get. You have to do at some point. So they're they're kind of still in transition phase. They're they're gonna have an identity crisis. I can tell already. Like I, I don't know. Just chalk this team up, bro. It's not even. Are they going to be bad? They're going to be really bad. Are they going to be like Rogue Warriors last year bad? Yeah. LGD is basically like a retirement home for just a bunch of players at this point. (laughs) But their Dota team is so good. How could you let this happen? Like, they have money to throw. It's okay, dude. And you're right. Like, so many of these players are just the the same. Like. Yeah, they're all like, it's not even like, oh yeah, this guy's good and that guy's mediocre or whatever. All right, Chris. Watch the end of the video. Uh, watch the end of the video later, Chris. We got an announcement. Yeah. Yeah, we'll do. Um, <laughs> this team is, is whack as hell. I don't know. So that's all I have for the uh, the LPL. Uh, so we have the Demacia Cup this weekend. We figured, you know, there's nothing much going on. We had All-Stars. We didn't really talk about All-Stars because I just am not going to mess with that. Um. Demacia Cup starts tomorrow. Um, probably, I'll, I'm going to try to have this out by then, but it's going to be tough. You're going to have like four. Actually, no, it starts. It's tomorrow night, so you we'll have time. Yeah, like 24 hours from now. Yeah, so we'll have some time. I'm probably going to cut this up tonight. So um, we have Suning against Lingan, who's one of the LPL challenge or LDL challengers. Suning's minus 390 against Lingan plus 300. These are best of ones, right? I believe so. Um, yeah, they're all best ones. <clears throat> I don't just, think I'd mess with that game. I just like take underdogs, invest in ones, especially. So the thing you need to understand about the Demacia Cup is it's like an off-season tournament that the LPL has, and 
most teams don't play their starters, but you can look, you can go to Leaguepedia and see the announced rosters for the tournament because they do have to league like by the rules announce a roster for it. And they got more strict about it this year. They said they wanted teams to start playing their starters, and some teams have already showed that they're not going to do that. But <laughs> yeah, like... probably a lot of more uh, teams will be playing starters than usual, I would guess. Yes, I didn't see. Actually, I can take a look right now. See if Suning's playing their starters. Suning is. They should be playing their starters. Suning looks like they're going to be playing their starters, but they have Weiwei going to a roll swap from uh, two eighty carry. Right? He played jungle before? Weiwei? Wee Wee? Yeah. yeah. And then, uh, <laughs> That's how I remember Bin, that. I don't know, and SOFM's a new jungler that was like a recent ad. And they have Sword Art. So. Uh, I don't know. They have good play. This team has good players, but it feels like they, you know, these are like relatively new changes, so I don't know if they're going to be able to gel that fast, but I don't know. Yeah, you could take Lingan if you look into them. If they're if they're fielding the same roster they were fielding in the LDL, you could take a shot at them at plus 300. Uh, Lin, uh, Lingan has Chelly, by the way. Hey, Chelly, my yeah. boy. So, okay, yeah, I don't know. I don't have too many thoughts on that. We don't have to go over this for too long, but uh, I did like a certain pick for this one. I like. We'll, we'll go in order. We'll go in order. Fun plus Phoenix plus 180, Vici minus 240. The reason I was that, hoping this was wrong. I was hoping yeah. this was wrong. Fun Plus is, is playing all their backups for everybody that doesn't know. They're not playing any starters. That's why they're underdogs to Vici here. And this is going to yeah. be the first look at Vici's version, or the coma version of Vici. FPX um, is the favorite on DraftKings, though. For anybody who's a DraftKings player, uh, Vici is the underdog there. So there's a kind of a free under- just going to be so high you. on that, though, that it's like... It could be, um, but... Who knows? Games, right? Because people... Yeah, I don't know. People might not know that FPX is not playing. I mean, obviously, when you click on a player, it's probably like, whatever, dude. Yeah. I don't know. The casual player will probably think, like, FPX is still going to win. The the first look at Coma Vici, and you know that he's going to be putting the foot down the second he gets there, so this team's going to oh, be, like, rare. Oh, 100%. Rarer. I, I, like, I, never, I almost never lay this much in best of ones, and I'm thinking about it, actually. Yeah. <laughs> just, to, just, like, the narrative that... I'm pretty, I'm pretty high in VG. I, that's, like... So um, then we have LNG minus three fifty against Young Miracles plus two sixty. Young Miracles, um, perennially a competitor in the LDL. I like Young Miracles. Spit out, like... spit out prospects like crazy. Yeah. Who is their coaching staff? Because they should just be hired to coach a team. Like, how They're... many prospects have come from this org? Right. So much. That's what I'm saying. Like around the world too, not just in the yeah. LDL. Oh yeah. Like, they they set them everywhere. It's They're crazy. Good. I almost they have a, like they did lose a player or two to the LPL teams, so they're they're not going to be playing the exact same roster they played in the LDL. But yeah. they should be this sure. one, this next well, one, I like a, one. a lot. RNG yeah. minus three thirty five against OMG plus two fifty five. Uh, already slammed. windmill oh. slammed. Yeah, hundred percent, dude. No OMG, way. OMG should be the favorite. OMG and should I be think... yeah. OMG should be favorite in this. And Uzi's not playing for anybody that doesn't yeah. know that. As Uzi's well. not playing. They just added Betty, and then like we don't know what this is going to look like. And they have new they have new coach too. So and RNG lost Carso, which we already talked about, but that's a big deal. Yeah, uh, this I I can all I'm, I can see it already. This team is going to struggle to find itself for a while unless Mata is like a god, which is yeah. certainly possible. Like if Mata is just like goes from godlike player to godlike coach and shuts us all up, I hope that happens. But. OMG should be favored in this spot, right? Am I nuts? 
We talked. We, I was excited about this before the show. I was like, I wasn't even looking into this, and I like just saw lines for it. I was like, how's that right? It can't be right. It yeah, should at least be closer already, to even money. I already slammed it. Yeah, this is this is. Yeah, that's an easy. That's, that's a mono pick right. of the week. We're not even doing a pick of the week this week, but that's pick of the week. Oh, geez, that'd be so chalked, dude. That'd be disgusting, man. I don't think so. You don't think I think so? people. I think people are gonna play them. Price memory, dude. People don't remember. Yeah, I guess so. OMG is gonna be so good this season. I'm so excited. <laughs> Please, cross fingers. <laughs> All right, so um, I don't have anything else. Uh, John, you said you had a sign off. I'm ready. I got a, I got a, uh, I got a dialed in sign off for this week because it's not really, not really just a sign off. It's actually just an announcement about something. Go on. So I'll give you guys a little bit of a history lesson that kind of leads into this real quick for people that don't know. Uh, in the high stakes poker community, like about ten years ago. There was something very famous that happened, uh, and it's happening again right now, actually. Um, there was a the best player in the world at the time uh, was a guy named Tom Dwan, who went by the screen name Durr. And he issued a challenge to the rest of the poker community that he would play any player in the world, heads up, four tables at a time, for 50,000 hands, with something like 500,000 or a million on the line. Whoever came out ahead after 50,000 hands would get 500,000 or a million dollars. And there was some scandal involved with the Dirt Challenge later on, but uh, I am issuing the plug challenge for eSports DFS. Any player player in the world, you message me on Twitter, we'll work out a deal. We're going to play 20 slates in a row with a predetermined amount of money 500, 2,000, 2,500, somewhere amount going to the person who is ahead at the end of 20 slates. The heads-ups themselves don't have to be for a lot of money. It's more about seeing who wins the overall challenge in the end. But you have to be able to escrow whatever the amount that you want to bet is. So if you want to bet $2,000, you have to send $2,000 before it even starts. Uh, we can we can pick a, a third party it. to do it to. I but uh, I want to put down the hammer this season as being – the best, the greatest of all time League of Legends DFS player. I think there's an argument between like three guys to who the best DFS player of all time in League of Legends is, and I'm on that three-man list, and I'm going to solidify my spot with the Plug Challenge 2020. So message me on Twitter if you're interested in playing. Message me how much you want to play for. We'll, we'll work it out. We'll work out the details. We'll publicize it. Get some eyes on League of Legends DFS. Let's do it. Let's have some fun with it. I love this idea. I can't wait for IQ Logic to fucking challenge you. <laughs> Dude, I love this idea because this is this is another one of those things that it's like this. You know, you can build a, a scene for this off the stuff like this. Like I always, yeah. I always like like community driven stuff. The Dirt Challenge when it was going on when they were playing had like sometimes twenty, thirty thousand people watching their matches, seeing what was going to happen. And uh, so I want to get some eyes on League of Legends DFS, and That's I want such to put, a good idea. Put the crown on the table and say, you know, who's who's going to step up and play for the crown? I dig it. Wait, who would you put the other two? Uh, elderly, right? Uh, I think Bomber, who hasn't played recently, but Bomber for a very long time was, oh, was yeah, easily Bomber. my Bomber my equal. Deep. And then Triple Double Lift is the other guy that I think I, you could argue. Has been around from pretty much day one and has always been a high stakes both player. Of, both of those two were there day one. Yeah, I've and we basically, it. I mean, yeah, all three of us have been around since the very beginning of it, and we pretty much don't play each other anymore because we end up on the same lineups too often, and it's just not even really worth playing each other. But <clears throat> anybody can apply. If Triple Double if wants to do it, that sounds plug like the challenge. Might, the plug challenge is open to everybody. 
Gauntlet's I mean, they, they have to do it because I mean you're you're challenging you're competing for the number one spot, dude. If they don't challenge, they're not number one anymore, or not ever. So that's the uh, yep. That, that's that's what I'm doing for this season to try to get some eyes on League of Legends DFS. Have some fun with it. I'm a huge fan of this idea. Uh, anything else, Cal? You got anything? Or are we uh, we gonna get on out of here? <sighs> Nothing. Just uh, enjoy Demacia Cup and have a good uh, Thanksgiving and not Thanksgiving, uh, Christmas and New Year's. <laughs> Yeah, I, yeah, I meant to say I said that at the beginning of the cast, but really, everybody enjoy your holidays. Spend time with friends, spend time with family, um, enjoy it. However you, whatever and however you celebrate, uh, enjoy yourselves, and uh, we'll see you guys in the new year. Uh, we'll be getting ramped up and ready for preseason, and uh, I'm looking forward to it. We got yeah, a full man. year with you guys this time, so we're not we'll gonna be it. hopping in the middle of the spring split. So everybody have a good night, enjoy your holidays, and we will see you guys next time. See you on the other side. The Gold Card Podcast opening theme is Clouds by Harvey and the Hendersons. The closing theme is Wasp in a Hat by the Tea Club. Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes and Podbean to never miss an episode.